Welcome back to the Stabcast. We are here uh, for our first episode of 2024. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy. And welcome to our first podcast of the new year. Absolutely. We are here to, uh, basically, this is a year in review for 2023. And we're also going to be talking about some of the stuff we're looking forward to uh, in 2024. So it's just a basic, a general chat. Me and Mindy saw a lot of horror this year. We reviewed a lot of horror. So, some things we didn't do on the show, some things we did, but we're here to talk about it all and uh, also what we're looking forward to uh, coming up. Uh huh. So, yep. we'll get into that uh, very soon. Mindy, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Right now, I'm currently uh, in some. I'm putting on some orzo, but I'm okay. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm excited for the show, and I'm excited to see what you think about what we've seen this year. I mean, this year's been been an interesting year for horror. It's been a really good year. it's It's been a crazy year for horror, because I feel like there's been so many ups... Not too many downs. A couple of them. Uh, I think the downs happened more at the end of last year, like with Smile and, you know. Yeah. Or with Smile this year. I think Smile Smile might have been right last year. I thought it was 2022. Yeah. Or 2023. I think it is 2023. I'm not quite sure. I think you're right. But still, it... I bored me, and the black phone bored me. Yeah. So we didn't go to too many that bored me. We decided no. that everyone that we thought I was I would be bored at, we just weren't gonna go, and we would just watch it. We just stream it. Yeah, and uh, we've so. seen a few. We've seen movies in the theaters this year. We've seen a lot on streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to start with a sleeper hit. This is not my favorite, but I just want to talk about something that was better than everybody expected it to be. Uh, Go ahead, Chilly. If this is on your favorite, then I apologize. But uh, this is one that your uh, fiancé really wanted to watch, and we all watched it together. Five Nights with Freddy was way better than I think anybody anybody expected it to be. Five Nights with Freddy was way better than... It not even expected to be, but it was way better than it had any right of being. Yeah, than it should have been. That in movie the first was fantastic. Place. I agree. It was absolutely. I mean, Kevin adored it. I I can speak on his behalf. I know he did. I know he really liked it. I adored it. I really liked it. I know Daniel. He really adored it. He really liked it. Sharon really liked it. Even Doug came down every once in a while to see what was going on. Yeah. I mean, he didn't think that we noticed, but we noticed. We see him. <laughs> yeah. When he, he just, lurks around, I mean, when he lurks around the corner and comes down, the, like he comes down the stairs and then he just lurks around the corner and it's like, uh, we can see you. <laughs> we can see you, bro. Uh, I thought this <laughs> one had the perfect. I just think it was the perfect storm of, you know, Josh Hutcherson is one of those stars that he'll come in the public eye and then he'll disappear for a while. You know, like uh, Hunger That's Games not is so true, though. I, it, looked not, it, I looked him up. Yeah, but I mean disappear. And, is, uh, he's working the whole time. I, I don't mean that. I mean disappear from, like, public you know, love. Like, he's not what he was when he did the Hunger Games. He was everywhere in the world. You know what I mean? He was one of the biggest yeah. stars on planet Earth. It, he's kind I mean, of gone a little bit 
That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. He's been working the whole time. It. Not, he's been killing it, and he he has been doing movies and stuff. But I, I mean, like as far as like you know, a sweetheart to to us, like like everybody, yeah. like the casual audience, not us. He's not casual. a baby anymore. No, and I I don't think he's as as recognizable of a name as maybe he was. But that that does nothing to like. I think it's because he does more artsy projects and. and did he, you watch uh, Future Man? No. On Hulu? No. Josh Hutchinson stars in that, and it is a great show. It's got about two seasons, maybe three. But if it's three, I haven't seen the third season. Uh, great show. Great premise. Haley Joe Osment also makes a cameo in there. The okay. Kids from Sixth Sense. Very, very, very good movie. Not not movies, TV show, but Daniel, you would love it because it's all about video game shit. And basically, Doc Hunter plays this game called Future Man all the time, and he beats it. It turns out Future Man is actually a training tool that somebody sent back from the future to see who would be the best person to come help them fight what they need to fight. So, yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, it's a good he's, done, he's definitely done a lot of things, and uh, you know, the Hunger Games was so big, but he's been in, in stuff since. I really liked him in uh, Red Dawn, <laughs> big the Red Dawn remake. Uh, that was around the same oh, time. Oh, you watched the Red Dawn remake, Daniel? No, I told you no remakes of crazy films. I know, but that one. Chris Hemsworth and Josh Peck playing playing brothers. You can't you can't fucking not look at that. You know, just because that shouldn't. Where's it at though? Because now I need to see it. Well, it came out in 2012. I think you've seen it, haven't you? No. But uh. No. I'll. uh, I literally have a do not. I literally have a do not watch Sleazy remakes rule. Well, honestly, that it's a shitty movie. (laughs) That should be on there. Red the Red Dawn remake isn't great. But uh, Josh Hutcherson was good in it. Anyway, I like Josh Hutcherson as a leading man. I think he's one of the like more underrated leading men because he's like kind of shorter and uh, you know he doesn't like he's Stop not the rock Yeah, he's a little scrawny. But in this, he was perfect, and you know it was the perfect storm of Matthew Lillard. Uh, it, even not being in the movie <laughs> that much, what Matthew Lillard His did in the movie. Felt- Oh, in yeah. the, his presence, though, felt like he was there the entire time. I don't know if you feel like that, but I feel like he was in it the entire time. I agree. I just think for, for a movie that a lot of people might not even, you know, uh, think is horror, to me, it's, it is horror. It, it's got way too many horror elements. To, even if, like, there's, and there's some deaths in there, too. So whether it's PG-13 or not, to me, this was a horror flick. I thought it was uh, really well done. And I, I thought yeah. it really took the lore of the, the games, and which I'm not like a Five Nights at Freddy's junkie or anything. But for something, when I heard that this was getting made and I was like, how the fuck are they going to do it? I thought they did the best job they could. Oh, absolutely. And I think it was very well casted. I think everyone did a brilliant job. And like I said, it had no business being as good as it was being. It was a PG-13 movie. And it was a hit. 100%. Like, I mean, I would honestly watch that movie again. And probably oh, yeah, again. And that was one that people were coming up to me about. You know, like like just my buddies and, and like people at work. Like, oh, have you seen Finance of Freddy's? It's pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I, just, I thought it was a really good movie. It's one that isn't really on many people's uh, top ten movies of the year list or anything. But when it came out, it did make a bit of a stir. It was pretty big on Peacock, yeah. and I think it did pretty good numbers in the theaters too, right? Um, yes, actually, it did. Uh, it broke foreign movie records and um, made about. We'll just chalk it up to three million worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, three hundred. Oh, no. almost. I'm sorry, three hundred million. Yeah, two ninety five on a twenty mil budget. So, and with being yeah. on a streaming service the same day, 
That's that's probably the best you can do. This is a successful movie. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very successful. Why do you think they had a remake? Why do you think they had a sequel for it the day after it already aired? Yeah. Like the sequel's already in the process of being made. That's crazy. Yeah, it's not. But it was it was it was a good movie. So are I, we going in? All right, I have two favorites here. Yeah, get into your favorites. Like I said, that's not my favorite. I just wanted to talk about that because it was a good movie. But uh, it was. Talk about some. Of, what What are your two favorites? What, let's start with one. But what's one of your favorite movies of the year, Mindy? Talk to me. Yeah, I think that's on a lot of lists. I put when I wrote down my own notes. I put, "Wow, this movie has every element." to have to be a great horror movie with also scaring the hell out of you. Now, I'm not a fan of jump scares. I don't fall for them. But that being said, this movie got me with a couple of jumps. Paranormal horror movie at heart. And it packs a hell of a punch. And it is a total roller coaster. The film starts off with a lot of joy. And then we get to a party where everything gets pretty trippy, especially when one of the kids, Haley, comes out and, and comes into possession of this creepy, involved hand of a psychic medium. And when you hold hands with it, and you, when you hold hands with it, you'll have an experience with the dead. So it was also sad at one point as well because people get hurt. And whatnot. It's it's sad as as well. And terribly, there's this little boy who got affected by it to the point where it's trying to make him kill himself. And the main character tries to restore everything, but unfortunately for her, she saves the boy, but she kills herself. But she doesn't know until the very end of the movie. Yeah. Like, come on, badass. That was a good movie. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you are. That was a good movie. Any movie that makes me jump and go <gasps> a few different times, like, you're, yeah. you're making the list. You just, it, was you a fan, it was a fantastic movie. It was critically acclaimed. It made good money. I think it's on a lot of top ten. I think a lot of people would agree with that pick. Uh, I love it. I, I, I mean, you and me saw it in theaters. Uh, it's hard to go and yeah, there's position. We talk about things being, uh, you know, inspired by other things all the time, but this, this felt like a truly for, for a possession movie. It felt more original than anything I've seen in a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It felt very original. And now I get it. There, there, it's a possession movie. So you're going to deal with things that we've seen a little bit before. But to me, a lot of this felt fresh. And it's hard to get that in this genre. And, and Talk to Me felt like a fresh, different take with different type of characters, with different type of motivations that I, I don't know. I fucking loved them. I'm right there with you. I, I thought this movie was amazing. And I can see why it's like one of the best movies of 2024. A lot of people think that. And I, I agree with you. I think it... It could take that top spot. It was it was a lot of fun. It's one of those weird uh, instances when a blockbuster horror film lives up to the fucking hype. Yeah. When when a big theatrical blockbuster mo- because you know us and you know this genre, you could have five fucking hundred million dollar horror movies come out this year, and a movie on Tubi might be better than it because <laughs> that's just how it is sometimes. Like a really good. That's uh, so what happens when she comes from the woods. Exactly. A really good independent horror movie might come out on Tubi that fucking blows all that shit out of the water just because it's like more original or it's got the more, uh, you know, scares in it. Just whatever. But and this my, is one of those. And my honorable mention is actually from Tubi. My Ooh. honorable mention is actually Natty Knox. Yeah, you love that one. I really fell for the nostalgia is what it is. I I fell for the nostalgia of the fact that I was finally going to get to see my favorites up on the screen again. Yeah. 
and I got really swept up in it. And I mean, now I understand it's his movie. It's really not. But like, if you're a if you're a fan though of Daniel Harris, and if you're a fan of uh, Robert England with his works with Freddy Krueger and his other horror works as well, I mean, give it a shot. I mean, you might. I mean, you might like it. You might be like me and want to see those people. That's true. That's true. Um, um, but I wouldn't recommend you watch it again because then if you watch it again, you're going to realize that it's bad. Yeah, but, that one wasn't for me at all. I tried. I tried. Daniel hard. tried so hard, guys. He that really one, did. He didn't even whip out his phone until like an hour in because he tried so hard. Yeah, that movie, that lost me after a while. But things, I mean, we had I mean it had no business being over two hours long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I thought it no lost. No flashes should ever be over two hours, ever. And I think that that's the same day that we watched The Body, too, and I remember liking The Body so much. and not. Yeah, we watched The Body after. Oh, no, I think we watched The Body before. Yeah, we watched The Body before. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Now, was that... Okay, so what's one of your favorites? Honor- well, that was... So were those your two favorite, or was that an honorable mention? That was an honorable mention that just popped in my head. Okay, so I'll give one of my favorites next. In the, okay. My favorite... Okay, so my second favorite then, movie of, uh, of 2023 would have to be... And part of me wanted to not put this on here because I don't know if it's completely horror... But to me, a fantastic movie is a fantastic movie. And I had to go knock at the cabin uh, by M. Night Shyamalan, starring Dave Bautista. At the beginning of the year, this was like a January or February release. So we kind of started off with this, set the tone for the year. One of the best. Yeah, I, what? Yeah, I stole it? You stole it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. I'm sorry. But Knock at the Cabin was such a good... Anyone that looks me in the eyes and tells me M. Night Shyamalan has lost it, I'm laughing in their face and I'm pointing them to this. Because, uh... Knocked it out of the fucking park. Knocked it out of the fucking park. I thought they killed it. I thought Batista has proven once and for all that he is the best wrestler turned actor to exist. John Cena and the Rock. He did an amazing job. He did a really, really good job. He had amazing range during that movie. That performance was so cold and callous, but he was also truthful and nice. And so it was just, it was such like a range of emotions. And like seeing Rupert Grint. Again, like I mean, that's that's Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. We're all gonna know who Ron Weasley is, whether he had a beard or not. Yeah. Fuck that beard. You know who Ron Weasley is. I mean, you watched Harry Potter in the theaters with me when you were little, but I know for a fact you knew who he was. Oh yeah, we all know. And I'm he not was Ron Weasley. So, uh, like, and he did a hell of a job. The nurse or whatever that was with them, the black woman, I believe she was from Get Out. Yes. I don't know. And then the other young lady, the other young lady, I don't believe I've seen her in anything. No, but she was fucking amazing. She was like my favorite character in the movie. I loved her. She she was like begging them. (laughs) And she was like kind of like just a... And something in her 20s, like a, a woman in her 20s just struggling. Yeah, she was a young mom. Young single yeah. mom. But uh, the way that turned out and being the four horsemen of the apocalypse, it was very M. Night Shyamalan-y, the twist and every whatever. If you take all that apart and you just fucking boil it down to Dave Bautista's Dave performance, uh some of the, you know, big moments like like them killing themselves and also like the little girl's reactions to things and the couple them like this is a performance driven movie. 
Everything that's happening, does you don't even need explained to you. You just look at the people's faces and you can tell. This is one of the best acted movies. Not just horror. This is one of the best acted movies of the year by everybody involved. So I, I, I thought... I and definitely have to... No, go ahead. That's, uh, that's the end of my point. I would I would definitely have to agree with you on all of those points, especially my second favorite. Um, because, I mean, it was just... I mean, honestly, for myself, I I have a love-hate relationship with Mr. Shyamalan. I even have a nickname for him, but I'm not going to say it on here because it's not very nice. But yeah. I I have a twisted relationship with M. Night Shyamalan. Um, not all of his pieces has ever really made much sense to me. Yes. Um, and the twists for my personal preference preference have always been quite stupid. But I will say this movie and this twist is the best work that he's done since Sixth Sense. Oh shit, that's high praise. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I would 100% agree. He did an amazing agree. job. I was, so proud. I was so proud of him because, yeah. I mean, it's so easy for him to flop because of this, and it's because of those twists, honestly, is why his stuff flops. It's not his fault. It's just his twists fall through. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't execute them right. I agree. And and I like Shamalot. I, I complete. I like Shyamalan, and but I still completely agree with that point. Fifty percent of the time, Shyamalan falls flat, and uh, the last one before this, unless there was something in in the middle. But if you take a look at the last horror movie right before this, and old, right? Old. Yeah. If you take old and this, you're you're talking about like no offense, but you're talking about a McDonald's cheeseburger next to a nice ribeye steak. Like, like old's an okay movie with some questionable acting, a questionable twist that it's like, why is this even a twist? But a cool concept. And then you have this, which is a full realized vision with great performances, great acting, and a, a good script. And th- like, mm-hmm. this is miles better than old, in my opinion. I don't know about you, but to me, this is like a 10 times better movie. That's what I said. I said, this for me is one of the best M. Night Shyamalan films that he's done since the success. And it's crazy to me. And I truly believe that. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. All right. It is very hard to find a child to act not only that calmly, but that sweetly and that intellectually intellectually. Normally when you have a child on screen they're either crying, whiny, bitchy, just straight out annoying or they're too ugly that you don't really want to look at them. Yeah. Like, that, I'm sorry, but that in a jar basically is what we get for horror kids. You're and not she was the opposite. She was the opposite of that. Like she very easily could have been very whiny and very like annoying. Like she could have been yelling "Daddy, Daddy" the entire time, but she didn't. She was a very smart, intellectual thinking young girl. Yeah, no, she was. She was great. She was the emotional heartbeat of the movie, and she didn't even have to do that much. And then when she, the one moment where she was being annoying, it, it was because it was on purpose, and the couple was like that. Like remember Thanksgiving? That was, <laughs> that was so good, and, and it, it worked. Yeah, he's like when I when I give you the sign, act how you did on Thanksgiving, and you didn't get your way. And yeah. he gave her the sign, and she went at it, and it's like, oh shit, okay. Just so good. But, like, even when she was in, like, the beginning catching fireflies and stuff and, like, Dave Batista has a conversation with her, like, that was an intellectual conversation. Oh, yeah. For a child her age to have. She took, what, like, five, six, something like that? 
Yeah. I believe she was so, six years old. I, yeah, so I mean, for her to be able to have a conversation that intellectually with like no little kid lips or like the annoying little kid aneurysms that children do, the noisy bully, there was none of that. Like she was a professional little actress. Yeah. And uh-huh. I think she did a hell of a job. I really, I really hope she sticks with horror. I really do. I really hope she sticks with acting in general. Because she, she won't have a career on her hands. Yeah, I think she will. And uh, like I said, and Batista, just the way I, you see a lot of people play the good guy and then turn heel, turn villain at the end. And that seems hard to do, but doing it the opposite and seeming like, oh, my God, like, you're supposed to think this guy's the bad guy the whole time. And I don't want to spoil. I mean, I already have, but I don't know. I did perfect performance from him. Uh, let's move on, though. So what I'll move on to my second favorite because you stole that. So I'll move on to my second favorite, and it's the best. Silly, being as silly as it was, because it caught my attention. It caught my eye. Not only did it catch my attention, caught my eye, but it caught the attention of Kevin. And that's not an easy feat. No shit. What do we got? It's really not. Daniel, you're gonna kill me, but I have to do it. I'm sorry. Slaughter House. Oh my god. That movie was an amazing monster movie, Daniel. Stop oh my godding me. All it right. was an amazing monster movie. It was great. For it it knew it knew that it was gonna be stupid. It knew it was gonna be a B class B class horror film. And it took that and it ran with it. He took he took they took like all of the stupid campiness that you would think would be behind it, and they thrived on it. Like, at one time, the fucking sloth is tanning with the sorority girl. That's true. Because as long as the sloth takes his medicine, he's fine. But if someone else takes his medicine, then watch out. But, like, that motherfucker took down an alligator, was in the first scene, and he was a baby. They poached him in the woods and, well, caught him in the woods. They, he fell into a swamp, and they thought a gator got him. Turns out he got the gator. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know you're never going to agree with me. I know you're probably never going to watch it. Because I know stupid horror is not your thing, unless we're having a stupid horror night. But I mean, I have heard really good things about it. I probably will. For, for something that's following up the boogeyman and cocaine bear, I'll say this for Slaughterhouse: at least their monster was in the fucking movie. I'm with you. I don't disagree. Like, that's my number one point, and that's Kevin's number one point. Like, at least the monster of the movie was actually in it. It was a cast member. It wasn't special effects. We looked looked it up and stuff. It wasn't a guest starring role or anything like that. Like, they, like, had children inside that suit at one point. Like, they didn't use animatronics. They used practical effects like they do with Chucky. Yeah. Don Mancini will do some animatronics, but not much. Um, Now, you know what came out this year at the very beginning of the year to talk about? What's that? Kevin Williams, sick. Kevin Williamson said. Oh, I forgot that little fucker was right in the beginning of February. 
January 13th. I forgot about that. I feel like this this year has been so good. Like, just thinking about something, like, we got sick this year. We got Thanksgiving this year. Like, for the slasher? You got Renfield. You got Renfield this year. Like, you got some blood and guts. This is actually a pretty damn good year in horror. Uh, oh, 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 guys, 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 guys. Did I just stop Daniel on this? But I said Redfield, so I was reminded that I have a very special movie to tell you guys about. Remember, I told y'all about Nasiraptu in the 1920s silent movie? Yeah. And how I always wanted to see it get remade? It's happening. It's happening, and they're putting Willem Dafoe in it. Really? Yes. I don't know who, I mean, I do know who's going to be playing the title character, but I think of it at the top of my head. But Willem will also be there. So I'm quite literally pumped. Because this is something that, has it, like it's literally been out since nineteen twenty two. It's a silent movie. Yeah. And they're redoing it. And they're finally giving it its time to shine. I'm I'm very, very excited. Frankenstein's also getting another movie this year. Now let me just say something before I get to my worst horror movie of the year. Or my least favorite. I won't say worst, but I'll say least favorite. Because uh, I'm going to talk about something a little overrated and something that breaks my heart that it's kind of overrated because I've been looking forward to this. Uh, just like we no. always look forward to every single one of these. The fact that Scream 6 came out this year and this isn't on our list for best horror movies, that tells you <coughs> the direction that this franchise is going in. It didn't even cross my mind, honestly. I feel really bad. I honestly haven't seen it since I watched it with you. It's literally the only screen movie that I've only watched twice after it's come out. Yeah, that's insane. I agree. Me too. I've only seen it another time. And normally by this time, I would have already watched it at least 20 times. Oh, yeah, maybe 30. I didn't like it. It wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. I, mean, I thought it was fun enough. I, I like To me, it's hard. I thought not, it was fun, but I thought they left way too many people alive. So I think bad. Chad, I don't care who the fuck you are, I think Chad should have died. My favorite character in the movie, but yeah, the guy died. <laughs> it's not even that he should have died. He died. He just shouldn't have came back. Uh, I, I totally agree. To me, that's not the that's a glaring issue with it. But you can keep people alive and still make a really good horror. Thanksgiving did that. Uh, it kept people alive, and it was still a pretty good horror movie. Scream had yeah. there was a few things going against Scream. Shitty, shitty killer, shitty reveal. Uh, there, there was a few different things that really is hard because uh, when Scream Five came out, even though it was just called Scream for some fucking reason. But a couple years ago, or maybe just a year ago, that was, like, amazing. And it was, like, the perfect for the new generation. It was, like, an even better feeling than when Halloween 2018 came out. It was even better than that. It was, like, oh, my God. They're being so faithful to it. It's so good. It's so new. It's fresh. It's different. It it was fucking amazing. So the hopes for this one were through the roof, and it just couldn't meet them. And now, when your whole franchise is in limbo, you lost Ortega, you lost Sydney, you lost Sam, you lost everything that made this fucking thing good. You know, Scream, and you lost your director. You lost, yeah, the, the directors might be. So, Scream is in the worst state that it's ever been. And that's crazy to me that it just, we just had a new movie this year and the franchise is in limbo, pretty much. Yep. And the new director, or the director that they're thinking about hiring, he want to spend the first 15 minutes killing off Gail Others and Chad and Mindy Meeks. Of course you do. And then after that scene, after that opener, they will continue on to a different town, a different killer, a different group of people, 
a different mask. Roger Jackson will still be doing the voice, but it will not be Ghostface. It'll be a different voice. Right. Because the new director is saying that he feels that this is the only way that he thinks that it could be remotely successful. Yeah, man, I don't know. Because <laughs> he said that's what Scream 6 to him was missing. Scream 6 was missing a lot of things. And he is like, he's like, I understand they wanted to give Nev Campbell her happy ending and whatnot, but they could have at least killed Kincaid or something. And it's like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I understand where you're coming from completely. I mean, yeah. the only problem I even had with Screen 5 <clears throat> was that Billy was in it. Yeah. And and surprise, he's in this one too, which should not fucking happen. Does not need to be in this one, but that, he's there. I know he's right there. Well, because that's what they were going for. the The trilogy was gonna be ending with Sam versus Tara. Yeah, which I'm kind of happy that's not happening anyway. It's just it's sad to see with this movie, with this franchise that you know the stab cast. This thing doesn't exist without this without this movie franchise. You and me aren't fucking into it, really. I mean, I don't want to spit. I'm sure you find your way to horror either way. But Scream is one of the biggest horror influences I've ever had in my life. And, uh, yeah, it's it's sad to see it, with how excited it's, it was getting another one and being back in this franchise. And we have a new star. We got fucking the hottest star on planet Earth, Jenna Ortega, fucking side-by-side side with Sydney. Like, like, it was just so... It felt like we were fucking kids in candy stores, and then someone broke into the candy store and shit and everything, you know? <laughs> like, that's, that's mm-hmm. just, it was, what happened to this franchise is pretty, pretty, pretty crazy to me. And the fact that it happened in so little time, after you had a pretty big hit, which, uh, it's just, it's kind of shocking to me, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And I think Scream 6 made money too, but still, it's, it, it does... Scream 7 For me, it was too much like Scream 2. For yeah. me. And, and that's my favorite movie. And I love Scream 2. Yeah. That's my me favorite. Too. I love it. But I cannot say that Scream 6 was not trying to rip off Scream 2. Because to me, I felt like that, but that's where they were going. Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, because fans for Screen 2 were even upset saying that they left too many people alive in that one. Because I guess Joel was supposed to originally be killed, but then they kept him around because they thought it would be funny if he ran off. Yeah. Which it was. (laughs) Which it was. It, It was. I mean, him and Mickey were the only two people that missed half the movie. I'm sorry, but if a movie can take somebody out of it for 45 minutes and I not blink an eye, you did a good job. Yeah. I can't, I can't deny you that. You, you did a good job. So somehow this turned into another talk about Scream. <laughs> I can't stop doing this. Well, it um, happened this year. Fuck. It, it did happen this year. It's just I I I don't I don't know, but I do have an honorable mention for the my least favorite. What is it? And I I love it and I hate it okay. at the same time, and that is Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, which is also getting a sequel this next year. <laughs> that movie was. So fucking stupid, but so entertaining at the same time. It was te- it was like Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but with the bear and a pig. I mean, I wish Pooh didn't drool as much as he does, but yeah. like they used real people. They didn't use 
CGI and effects and stuff. And, like, who had depth to him, Daniel? Like, he broke down while he was torturing Christopher Robin. Because he walked away and Christopher Robin's like, I told you I loved you. I came back for you. Why are you doing this to me? And who we get to look inside his mind and we see him playing with Christopher Robin as a young boy. Christopher Robin hugging him, telling him, Pooh, you're the best bear in the entire world. I love you so much. We're going to be together forever and ever and ever. And that bear took that seriously. So when he remembered all that and then he remembered that he left, even though it was to go to college or doctor school, but still, he didn't take it well. And, like, once Chris Robin went back and he was able to torture him, he did. Like, you see that scene of him having that moment to himself and then all of a sudden he just starts breaking stuff around the room yeah. and throwing like kitchen utensils and stuff everywhere. And it's like, oh, wow, he snapped. He really did love Christopher Robin. Because in his mind, Christopher Robin was the bad guy. Because if it wasn't for Christopher Robin leaving, they wouldn't have had to eat Eeyore. So after they ate Eeyore... They all became, like, really psychotic. They all had a, like, psychotic break. But I'm not sure when they say all because Owl and Rabbit were there. They were, like, in the, like, drawing part. And they were shown and they were talked about and everything. But then when the movie really got going, neither one of them were either mentioned or shown. Yeah. And I just thought that was a little weird that they didn't say anything about them. But, like, Heaven said, it was probably a situation to where, like, they can't use their real likeness yet. They can only use the likeness in the books. That's true. So that was most likely why. But even he easily explained it. He's like, they could have explained it like Rabbit and Owl saw the different side of things, saw how Manic, Pooh, and Piglet were getting and left. So, yeah. I mean, yes, it's taken the spot for honorable mention for my least favorite, because I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it was a great movie, it was blockbuster. I'm not going to say that, because it wasn't. It really wasn't, but it it did its job well enough that I had to watch it twice. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you. That movie, in all intents and purposes, not just horror, but as a movie, that movie sucks. It's not shot great. It's not written great. It's not performed great. If you're really going based on the criteria of what cinema and movies should be, and I'm not, I'm not a fucking filmmaker by any means. I'm just saying as somebody that's a fan, uh, that's a shitty movie. <laughs> but now, if you put it in terms of like horror and you know Winnie the Pooh lore and shit like that, maybe it bumps it up a couple notches, and it can be a fun ride. I had a fun time watching this fucking uh, with you. I, I I had a huge I had a huge uh, blast watching watching this movie with you, but at no points while I was watching it was I thinking, oh, this is a great movie. It's just like, oh, this is a fun time. There's some crazy shit that happens, but yeah, this is pretty bad. It's pretty bad, but it, it's pretty good. At the, it's so bad, it's good. It's one of those where it really lives up to that. Yeah, absolutely. It reminded me of. My uh, best friend, Shawnee Boy's favorite horror movie, with, which he actually mispronounced and called Chippendale, but uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. It gave me that kind of vibe. I can totally see that. 
Just because of how stupid it was. I'm with you. Do you so, want to hear I mean, my worst worst uh, movie of the year? Yes. What is your worst movie of the year, my friend? I know a lot of people like this. I hated it. I'm going Evil Dead Rise. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna do it. You son of a bitch. I didn't like it. I saw. I saw it in theaters on a date. I watched it separately with you. I hated it both times. Um. It wasn't very good, but it wasn't, I don't know what to say about it. I really don't. I mean, it was better than the remake of The Evil Dead. Yeah. I'll give it that. But it was no original Evil Dead or Ash versus The Evil Dead. There was no feeling of that. I mean, for God's sakes, it didn't even take place in the woods in a cabin it took place in a fucking apartment yeah so everything was really just very backwards and fucky so I do kind of agree with you there because I feel like they rushed it and it just turned to shit they could have had a blockbuster on their hands and they fucked with it so much that it wasn't savable. I mean, they tried to do like a Babadook kind of thing with the mom and it just, it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I saw what it was doing and... To me, though, when you're bringing a family together and you fucking and you kill half the family, it's hard to it's hard to give a fuck. To me, as soon as the moms like looked at the sister and was like, "Take care of my babies," the fact that two of those babies are dead now and only one's alive, you didn't do your job, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, you saved one. I get, yeah. I get, Danny. Dan, it was Danny's fault. He fucking or. However they identified... There were three kids. Yeah. And Danny Danny definitely fucked up. The the sister had nothing to do with it, though. There was no reason she should have died, too. Now, the little sister lived. But I'm talking about the middle sister. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't like the movie. I thought it was... And I get it. Everything that people like about Evil Dead and all the fucking like corniness and the gore, like it just didn't work for me in this one. And I like Evil Dead. There's not, it's not my favorite franchise, but it's not my least favorite either. I just thought this this movie really fell flat. I agree with you. I was disappointed in this movie. I think Kevin and I both were very disappointed by Evil Dead Rise. Um, I don't even believe Kevin saw it. I believe he actually just watched the review on it, and that was it. Well, you ain't missing out. I'm not entirely sure, but he's not missing. Like you just said, he's not missing out. So you can easily go your entire life without having to watch it. It, It was just bad. I mean, it, yeah. It tried, but it failed miserably. Kind of like um, another one this year, The Boogeyman, or last year. Yes. I think The Boogeyman was this year. Yeah, right? this year. Yeah. Boogeyman was well, this technically, year. it's 2024. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, but Boogeyman was 2023, and I agree. That was similarly... The thing is, though, is I've been let down with the Boogeyman movie before, so I was kind of expecting it. But, uh... Yeah, this one I was sort of looking forward to, and I was like, eh, this sucks. Yeah. Which I, I mean, it definitely didn't have the finesse that is normally in those films. No, I agree. 100% I agree. Yep. So that's it for me, actually. I did my whole list. I think that's it for me either. A sleeper hit, 
of the year. I still don't know 100% how I feel about it, but Megan came out this year, too. So. Oh, yeah, and she's getting a sequel, too. Yeah. So we, it was a oh, year for a lot fact. of people. Go ahead. Fun fact. Jenna Davis was told when she was singing as Megan to sing bad. To sing bad? Yeah, because she was singing too good. So they told her, like, no, we need it to be creepy. Sing bad. And we need it to scare people. Sing creepy. And she finally ended up getting it. But it was actually quite a struggle for her because, I mean, her voice is already high-pitched. But they were trying, like, to do Megan, she had to go like two to three octaves higher, she said. Even in her speaking voice. That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a sleeper hit. I mean, honestly, Gemma should be behind bars. <laughs> and Katie should just be able to live on her own. She got she got enough sense. Give her that robot thing. That she used to beat the shit out of Megan. Bruce. Yeah, give her Bruce. She'll be fine. Pretty sure Bruce would be a much better caretaker than Jenna. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but she broke numerous laws, Kevin. Numerous. Not Kevin. Daniel. Numerous laws. And just. It just she broke numerous laws. She ain't care about the kid. Like, damn, she couldn't even get the kid books. I agree. She can't run down to the freaking Dollar Tree and get her a book. Come on. No, get that, was and you'd be like, oh, I gotta pull it up on my app. Like, you are what is wrong with people these days now. Relying on all this technology. Like, I believe one of the techs even tells her, like, I thought we were creating a toy, not a parent. And it's like, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Someone had to fucking say it. Because that's the way I felt about it. Because I even said that to myself as I was watching it. It's like, I thought that she was supposed to be the caretaker, not make a caretaker. Absolutely. So, uh, I don't know. So we're good. That is the year in the review for 2023. Uh, we can, we're we running a little late here. We can talk about uh, some stuff we're looking forward to, but uh, we could also save that as well because uh, we're coming up on a, on an hour here. Uh, Terrifier, Terrifier 3. It will be a holiday themed slasher, which we don't normally get. Yes. Um, do not eat during the film. No. Because I know for a fact he's going to be making some little girl into some cookies. Because that's part of the trailer. So yeah, don't, do that. don't eat while you're watching it. Also, I'm telling you right now. Because I'm sick and tired of it happening every fucking time this movie gets let out. If you have heart problems, anxiety problems, gore problems, torture problems, do not watch this film. It is not for you. Just like I told y'all about the Green Inferno when they roasted someone over a fire. This ain't for you. This ain't for you, dude. Like, I, I like the Terrifier films. I can withstand a lot of gore, though. And it's not really torturous, because mostly he's just playing in the blood and guts, and the person's already dead. True. So, I mean, 
I don't, blood and guts has never scared or repulsed me. Yeah. So, I mean, it, for me, it was just a fun little, it was just a fun little thrill ride. And I'm excited that the third one is going to be Christmas related because you don't get that many Christmas horror films that come out. And I think art will make a great Santa Claus. I mean, yeah. he carries his bag with him anyway. I mean, it's a trash bag that are actually chocked full with weapons to kill people, but... Yeah, I think Art's going to be here. there. He's, just, he's a good new monster. We haven't had yeah. a new monster in a while, and he's he's a good one. Yeah, I feel like he's becoming that new mascot. Yeah. Definitely. Um... I would say the one I'm looking forward to the most is, I can't pronounce it, but it's starring Matt Smith, I think. Right, Kevin? Yes, it's starring Matt Smith. It has not come out here yet. Kevin's looking up the actual, like, movie, like, title for me because I forgot how it's pronounced. But apparently, I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out or what it's doing, but all I know is it's got a 100 on both the critics and the review and the uh, film reviews from over in England. It's on a 100. No one, no one has spoken badly about this film. No. I mean, and I think, I mean, I would be, I would be shocked if I saw something with him in it that wasn't good. I mean, because the guy wasn't Morbius. Morbius. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but also, though, to me, he made Morbius. Yeah, Morbius is not his fault at all. (laughs) Yeah. That movie being He made that movie I'm, watchable. I agree. I agree. I'm just fucking around. Jared Leto took a freaking hammer to it. Yeah. He, God, he does Jared, that. I love you, man, but stick with music. Yeah. Quit doing comic book shit. Like, go back to, like, your 2008 grunge phase. Like, emo's making a comeback. Come on. Bring back 30 Seconds to Mars and shit. You can direct your own fucking music videos and stuff again. You're better than this. Stop ruining movies. I mean, I like Urban Legend as much as the next guy, but still. You are ruining stuff for people at this point now. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And Urban Legend, you just had, you have one part to play. Nerdy school kid who fell for the protagonist. That's it. He's a red herring in that movie. Well, yeah, and technically a red herring. But, I mean, other than that, he's just kind of there. Anything with Matt Smith in the title gets me excited. He's one of my favorite actors of this generation. The guy fucking kills it in everything he does. Mm -hmm. He had me watching a fucking show about... Huh? Okay, Hold, hold on. Starve Acre. When does it come out? It is to be announced 2024. So I'm guessing it probably got hit with the writer's strike, and it's probably taken a little bit longer to come out fully. But as you know, so far it has 100. Cool. So... All right. Well, I'm going to give you all a good uh, hootie hoo and yeah. say good night. Absolutely. This is a lot of fun, Mindy. This was the 2023 year review. We'll talk about uh, more stuff that's coming out uh, next week. Uh, we'll yeah. we'll talk about what we want to do next week. We'll announce it on the TikTok. And uh, mm-hmm. all right. Everybody have a all great right. week. We'll see everybody next time. All right. Hootie hoo, guys. Keep me out of right Swoops out of the shadows Got me up